Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Basketball, eh? Yeah. Continues. Yeah, well, it's had a few nights off. We had uh, Thanksgiving what? off. And inexplicably, what? there was only one game on tonight because they were terrified of the Patriots, who are shit. Yeah, what's the go with the one, I guess for them it's Thursday game, but like seriously? They, they're just giving up. They're just surrendering Thursday night. It is an astonishing. Uh, there might also be some college football on as well, but it's just astonishing cowardice. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of people that really don't. Like, I realise in America there's a lot of people that will watch the NFL, but there's also a lot of people outside of America that don't give a fuck about the NFL that would like to watch more than one game. Well, that game is like, is the Luca plus mediocre players experiment doomed to failure already? Because that was my bet, wasn't it? That just Luca enough would be able to beat the Detroit Pistons on a random Thursday night, but evidently not. Uh, this is exactly what Adam and I said in response, wasn't it? It was, yeah. who else you got? And unfortunately, um, they ain't got much. I did. I did. I put the title of the, the episode as The Youth Is Coming. And the reason is I sort of wanted to talk about mm, development coaching in the NBA, not giving up on young players too quickly, like not just writing them off because there's a few players that are kicking around on their second teams. Is it Kevin Knox has been playing well for Detroit? And then <laughs> That just was, might be uh, a minutes and um, yeah, well, lack but, of spotlight but, thing. I mean, but, uh, the big fella, um, what's his name? What's the big fella's name? Boban? Bo- Boban. I still think it was, I think it was Bojan. Yeah. Marianovic. Oh, you, oh, from the, the the guy the jazz cut. Yeah. No, I was like thinking of, of, yeah. the, the huge guy that's in the John Wick movies or yes. the guy that the jazz <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's Bowman. You dropped out for like fucking 30 seconds there, so I've, I've been trying to figure out what the conversation was as you came back in. So Yeah, I, like it was just, you know, Killian Hayes killing the Mavericks, you know. Killing them like, softly. He was a high, high-ish draft pick was sort of seen as maybe it was looking like he was going to be a bust. And it's like, maybe just give him a, you know, for every Matherin, there's, there's a, seems to be a whole bunch of these young guys that if you give them enough time and enough coaching, they're going to, you know, they're going to pop. Be able to score a whole lot of points on one night. Uh, yeah. A, lo- a lot of very strange players have got 50 points in a night. Yeah, it's... Um, it might just be um, a flash in the pit. It might be, but th- there's, a, there's a whole bunch of sort of not high-profile name young guys that are having good nights. And the, the I think where they've- And it helps when they me- don't fucking schedule any other games than Mavs Pistons. That's true. but like Because they're terrified. Again, they're terrified of that Patriots team that couldn't score their way out of a wet paper bag soaked in piss. Didn't you point out uh, a couple of episodes ago that the NBA actually gets more money from outside the USA than they did from inside the USA? 
Outside the US, they don't give a fuck about Thursday night football between the fucking Bills and the fucking Patriots. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't know. It, and I think that these young guys are getting their minutes at the, like, it seems like the Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, like, those minutes seem to be excised from the league. Excuse me, I have to go and deal with something. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Oh, dear. Where were we? Um, Trevor Ariza slander. Yeah, Trevor Ariza. Well, like, it, it seems like those over 30, um, you know, will get you some points on a random night guys are being replaced with young guys that will get you points on a, on a random night, but also might develop into something more. You know, Mello might get you points on a random night, but what's the end game there? You know, is he ever going to be able to get you points on a random night in a final series at this stage? Probably not. But, but that's why someone like that is a vet minimum player or not even in the league at all. Yeah, whereas I think the, the, the space for the vet minimum player is in the Haslam spot, you know right down the end of the bench, not playing, uh, being like that on, on-field coach. It's, it, it seems like the the front office staff are less willing to give like, – like, it's almost like minutes are precious as reps, so let's not give reps to someone that, you know, is not is you know on the downward trajectory of their career. If we're going to give random minutes to someone, let's give it to someone that might pop into a, you know, a fifth starter – you know, a Kyle Anderson type player. You know, if you if you unearth a few Kyle Anderson type players at the end of your rotation, then you're a really strong team, and that's and that's why the Pelicans are a little bit scary, right? Is because they can take twenty more cracks at fairly decent picks. To you know, they've only got to get two or three of those guys to pop. You know, if they get another Dyson Daniels, like. Man, that, that kid's just slowly been earning himself a few more minutes, earning himself minutes at the end of games. And you look at their roster and it's not like, you know, they're so thin that they have to give him minutes at the end of the games. Like he closed a game where everyone was playing the other day just because he had, you know, they needed his defense and his length and he and he can pass the ball. Like he's, he's your perfect sort of fourth, fifth starter on that team in a couple of years. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like the... It's not just the the top of the the draft that's getting stronger. It also seems like the the middle of the draft. You know, those role players seem to be fitting into a a, a role a lot quicker than what they did previously. Hello. Why is this not working? Major, major sausage that is. Look at the state of it. Wow, Elon Musk's internet's not really lasting tonight, is it? All right, let's see if that's a bit more solid. Let us continue. I have no idea where we were. I had a really nice, you know, long, earnest rant about the youth replacing Carmelo Anthony. So, basically, you're in favour of, of um, adults losing their jobs and being replaced by child labour. Pretty much. Well, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to replace all the work I do with child labour. Doesn't fucking work, does it? <laughs> no. Hasn't been, my, hasn't been my most successful project. I'm, no, you end up I'm doing the job step- twice. <laughs> What else is happening? Sacramento, I've come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, we're still seven and three in the last ten. Still sixth. Yeah, the, the, but so the, I feel like they've solidified. You know, they've they've kind of that's where they are. That's who they are. Um, Utah have, have dropped off a bit though. That they, they've yeah. the, the reality has kind of hit them. I think. Yeah, it's sort of like you get an, you, you get the best of both worlds, right? They've only won thirteen. What did? What did Zach Cram? Zach Cram worked I think out. Got, I think you were 20, talking about twenty-five 20, wins. Yeah, twenty-five so like, games is. They're the, not. They're not going to win. They're not going to win as few as that. 
they're they're going to win. They're going to be a thirty-five win team. Yeah, well, I reckon in this in this West though, that's I mean in this West that's probably going to be okay. Yeah, that's still probably going to be twelfth. The the Mavericks, uh, like it's so flat, right? Like you look at eleventh and you're like, oh man, the Mavericks are in trouble. And then it's like, well, they're only two wins behind fourth. Yeah, but Minnesota and Dallas both have that problem. They're tenth and eleventh. They both have that problem that you know they they might be, you know, performatively no worse than Golden State or Portland. Mm. But the vibes, man. I mean, Minnesota's vibes seemed seemed a lot better. Yeah, yesterday say. when they they didn't have Cat and they they got a dub. But well, the- it, 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 n equals one is not is not data. No, but the interesting thing about that was because you didn't have to keep like the hierarchy is set right. Then it's Edwards. It's all Edwards, and Gobert is just there to serve Edwards. And you're not trying to get these weird and vice versa. I mean, uh, lobs for for Gobert dunks and things like that. Yeah, in that game as well. Now, again, is this you know just one guy going off in one game, or is this going to be a pattern of, of reproducible success? In which case, yeah, trade cat. But I guess then, if cat is surplus to requirements, do you trade cat for a Miles Bridges type player? You know, who who can sort of. You know, we're a clay type player. You know, that's that classical three and D doesn't have to have the ball every thirty seconds. Um, I don't know. Cat's just a weird fit. Like I just don't. I don't know where he fits. Well, Cat keeps banging on about being the best fucking shooting big man in the league. Yeah. Well, play him as a fucking two guard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, just play him as an enormous two guard. Use him to sh- you know shoot from the perimeter, and you know stop cluttering up the middle of the fucking you know the middle of the court. I think the scariest thing I saw this week though was Zion inbounding the ball and then coming off a screen like Steph Curry. You know how Steph Curry like passes and relocates, except mm. instead of passing and relocating to the three-point line for a three, he's just like, I'm coming down the lane. And, it was, you know, the Raptors are full of these long guys that can bother it, and they just look completely fucking outmatched. You know, he was just toying with them. And, um, you know, HP Basketball was sort of had a little thread on, on that game, and I, I was talking to him and someone else about it, and I'm like, but which defense is set up? Like, if they get rolling, you can if you want to play small ball against, you know, if you want to try and stretch the Pelicans out, well, they'll just put Valanciunas and Zion on the floor and you'll never, ever get a rebound ever again. And, you know, they're just, they're so, they're going to be so hard to match up on if they stay healthy. Like, it's... Well, you know, Memphis seem to do all right. They just put Stephen Adams out there and then yeah. Valanciunas might as well not exist. It's astonishing how how much, you know, you see two guys who get traded for each other. Mm. Um, they're always kind of linked, you know, joined at the hip. But it is interesting yeah. how how Stephen Adams just erases that dude. Well, then they've got you know um, Jaron Jackson Jr. who can at least hang with Zion physically and speed wise, you know, because he's a little well, bit nobody quicker. Nobody really can. I mean, it's no. like like Shaq. You know, you, you never you can't stop him. You can only hope to kind of distract him yeah. or inconvenience him, <laughs> give him a burger. Yeah, not allowed to body shame him anymore. He's he's. Um, I don't think he's he could. At the point I, of I not answering he... questions about what his favourite Thanksgiving food is because he doesn't want to get memed. Yeah, I don't think he can though. The dude looks pretty fit to me. Um, yeah, but if you if you were if there were photos of you being chunky, then the, the, yeah. then you'll be chunky on the internet forever. Yeah, when Michael Jordan only had to cry once. Uh, <laughs> that's true. You fuck one goat. Um, 
Oh, I don't know. And then the Christmas. Speaking, I was going to say, speaking of internet notoriety, the internet right now tonight is is full of uh, references to a certain point guard and what he might have been getting up to on the side. Uh, l- let's say our um our evidence not the, is not the most reliable. We have an unreliable narrator uh, in in the form of a uh, the guy who used to be uh, I, Kanye West. I, I did, you know, I did have a little moment of triumph on the on the balls account about. You know, like, because we've been out on him musically and as a person look, for a we very long time. We were never in on him. Look, let's be clear: we were never in on him. We've always thought he was shit. But there are some people who've who've liked eight oh eights and heartbreaks and fucking college dropout and all that. My dog twisted fantasy and all that kind of toss. Um, because we just thought it was self indulgent flog. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, it's just turned out to be a complete fucking fruit loop. But uh, th- from from the this is of course a sporting a sporting podcast, not a music podcast. The sporting relevance is that in his m- most recent diatribe on Twitter, where he was posting swastikas and various other things, in the middle of his diatribe, he basically claimed that Chris Paul had fucked his wife, which is interesting. You know, news for Chris Paul and also for Chris Paul's wife, I expect. And there was a, a fantastic tweet. I can't remember who it was, but I think it was one of the um, the people in the kind of the the Count the Dings Extended Universe, who said Chris Paul might be losing the only ring he has. Wow. That is that is cold. That is really, really cold. Funny, but cold. Uh, True enough. Yeah, like, the, 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 it's sort of a, a little bit redundant talking about where everyone's at at the moment because I was looking at, you know, the Warriors who've had a good... Look, I don't know. I don't know that it is because I feel like, you know, we're a quarter of the way through the season and I think where you are now is... Not necessarily in terms of record, but in terms of what your team looks and feels like, you probably are. What you—that's enough data to be able to say we're well beyond small sample size. We well, know that Boston are extremely good, and we know that Orlando are extremely bad, and we know that the teams of the middle, that New Yorker, are basically a five hundred team. Okay, so these let, things are let, pretty consistent. Let's say the Jazz drop out of the the ten, hmm. and the Mavericks are in. That's probably your ten, right? Unless the Lakers pull the trigger and get enough play- enough players to be able to yeah. drag their sorry asses into 10th. I was interested they waved um, uh, Matt Ryan, the, yeah. um, the guy who won them a game with a, a bullshit shot. Now, he, he's competent, end-of-the-bench scorer. Mm. Um, probably useful to them, but... And probably useful to another team, you know, if, if he gets picked up. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely keen to make some moves because it's very clear that uh, AD and LeBron have both looked good in the last well, – since LeBron came back from injury, they've both played good basketball. I sort of think the wild card in this season are the Heat and the Bulls. Heat are bad. Yeah. Well, and, and the Bulls are worse too, but the Heat, the heat I think I, we kind of had bigger expectations for because they're the I Heat. Think, I think the I picked them third, didn't I? I'm pretty- I would, I, it would, certainly wasn't 11th. Yeah. So, you, you know. You did. You picked you picked him third and Adam had the Bulls. No, you also had the Bulls ninth. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Easter's. I'm not sure how, <laughs> the, the, how the, you're still doing well in the competition. Yeah, on that's that basis, I don't but- understand either. The Easter's karmically paying, paying me back for, yeah. for shitting all over them for, for the whole length of this I, podcast. I mean, I've got. I've got Phoenix at the very top of the West, and then uh, and I, I'm ten. I'm a full ten wins down. On that. <laughs> but like the, the Bulls, no, can- no, I'm ten wins down on you. I'm fifteen wins, wins down on Adam. The, the Bulls- That's why in the episode we did last week, I was sort of saying, um, it looks like I'm going to be won't be settling my desk until the end of this season. But that mm. means I'll, I'll either have to give you both a bottle of whiskey, or I'll have to give these two, two bottles, bottles of whiskey. 
Like the, the Bulls could well, one really good one. The Bulls could pull the trigger and go, you know, Levine to the Knicks and Caruso to the Warriors and uh, DeRozan to the Lakers. You know, that they could really do a fire sale and get a whole heap of shit back and and rebuild. Um, with with a you know with a high draft pick of their own this year because they own that pick this year, the Heat I don't think do own their pick this year. So maybe they've got to go the other way and try and do something that can pull them out of the fuck out of the doldrums. But they will try and do something because yeah. they're the fucking because Pat Riley is not getting any younger. No, but it's surprising to see this team that was so so good last year this bad because there's no. There's, there's no actual difference with the team. I think I think the league's just got better, and everyone's got older. Yeah, but like if you look at if you look at some of the teams in the middle, right? The Cavs, the Pacers, the Raptors. Like yeah, the Pacers, I don't know. At some point, we have to say this is actually real. This isn't like Utah. This you know, it's just but- Halliburton's made a leap. And, and Matherin's awesome. Matherin's, and Matherin's awesome. really, really good. But but not only Matherin, they've got like a second round guy that's been starting for them at power forward. And and he's like a solid NBA player. Like this is the thing. There's, we've always had these rookies that have been solid, right? But it just seems like there's a much higher percentage. And even the ones that fall off a little bit, you're just getting more returns quicker and for, for longer to periods of time than you were... Um, even five years ago, like five years ago, if if there was a rookie starting or a rookie playing sustainable minutes all through the season, like that was a real, you know, oh, this guy's going to be a you know Hall of Fame player because you know rookies just don't. Or it was a sign your team was Charlotte Bob cutting away the season. Yeah, like the the Rockets guys who are all you know putting up numbers but no wins at all. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, um, Andrew Nembard, I think, was the, the young fella who who won them the game the other day against <laughs> the Nets. Yeah. And, the Lakers. The Lakers. That was that game where the Lakers were up by 18 and managed to shit it away at the end. And, um, and it's funny that, that you know, we have said in the past that Rick Carlisle doesn't want to be a development coach. Well, yeah. it turns out he's not bad at it. Well, if he can develop them into players that win games, then he's all for it, I'd imagine. But the, yeah, they seem a lot more sustainable than uh, than the Jazz do, and simply because I think, like you said, because their players are younger, they're not, and not just rookies, but their their whole squad is younger. They're not going to have the Mike Conley injuries or you, yeah. you know those sort of interruptions that would knock them back. Uh, yeah, they look. It looks real. It looks like it. It's. It looks like this is intentional. Yeah, which is not. <laughs> Not something we can say about Utah. No. So and- I, you know, we, Cleveland and Indiana, we were not expecting to drop any lower. Um, Philadelphia and Atlanta are where they are because that's where they are. Toronto are about five hundred. New York are about five hundred. The Wizards maybe won't be, won't stay around there. But even so, I don't see a lot of opportunity for Miami and Chicago to get a lot better and to over, to, to overtake. The ten teams that are above them, the, the the Knicks are one because you just know that Tibbs going to run them into the ground. In the last ten games, they might have no legs left at all. Yeah, uh, but they will also win games that they that a team yeah. that aren't pushed that hard. Uh, I mean, they they should have beaten. Oh fuck, who did they play the other day? That it might have been Memphis again. 
But they played a really good game, and um, they played really hard, and they, and they were beaten in the garden. In the um, garden. That sounds more like Boston. I'm just, I know the game you're talking about, but I can't. It, like, there's, oh, it was the Grizzles, 127 Ooh. to 123. Yes, and it was it was only very late. It, in fact, I think that was the game that they played. I think that was the the opening night game they played as well, and it was the same kind of thing. The the Knicks only got only lost late. Yeah, S- some teams feel more real than others, but then all you, like like even in the like even in the East, you know the net the Nets looked. You know, Durant was giving a couple of weird press conferences, and everyone was starting to talk. And then they win three, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're they're eighth and only a game back out of fourth. You know, yeah. A, a couple a couple more wins in a row, and they could be fourth or fifth. You know, yeah. The, the, they've lost Ben Simmons for a couple of da- couple of games, but you know, they seem to be able to truck on reasonably well just for the moment. You know, the seventy sixes could lose three games in a row be ninth and all of a sudden we'd be talking about Doc Rivers being fired. Like, like that's why I'm sort of... Well, that's more wish casting there. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think he will get fired this season. I think that that they'll be there, thereabouts, and they've got enough re-excuses for to not, you know, that it's not his fault, it's something else's fault. So he'll just... Yeah, but Daryl Moore is not the sort of guy that, that wouldn't... No, he would fire a good coach to get a, to get a great coach without any question. Hmm. I mean, he's he's not he's not going to be too worried about doing that. So, I don't know. And he certainly he's got enough media mates that he's not too worried about f- sacking somebody who's also got a lot of media mates. Matt, that's right. Yeah, he'll have his. He's well protected in that respect. The, unlike it, like a like Sam Hinkie in the same position. Like, like Ty Lue's the one that would probably be going. You know, I know I get my props for, you know, wringing the last out of every single player I've got, but. Can I just have some talent back, please, so I can? Yeah, so I mean, I can... We, we, we've kind of on on Kawhi knee death watch, but it's it's <laughs> we're not seeing a lot of Paul George either. No, it's um. I mean, either they are absolutely throwing the regular season in, in the hope of of you know keeping keeping those two on ice and busting them out when it matters. But and I suppose with a ten team extended playoff, you can, but. Yeah, like that- you wouldn't. I, I don't think I'd want to be below six. You know, I don't think they should. And to be, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't think. I don't think it's a good idea. No, I don't think. I'm looking below the Clippers and saying, okay, what teams are actually going to overtake them? The Warriors. Yeah, that might be the only one. And even even then, they have to be. You know, they, they need to be playing better than six and four. They're a very kind of. They're a flat five hundred, and they're six and four in the last ten. The, the Warriors, and that's exactly how they've felt all year. Yeah, they feel very. They have high ceilings and low floors, and and they just they just sort of crab along. I don't think that gets you past the Clippers. I don't think Portland are going to win enough games to get past the Clippers. I don't think Minnesota or Dallas are going to win enough games to get past the Clippers. So I think that the Clippers are going to keep playing this kind of very. It was a little bit like people are accusing Spain of in the in the overnight uh, World Cup games because. Um, there was all the chat in the Spanish press was about the idea that if Spain finished second in their group. Uh, they get a more favourable uh, draw in the round of 16 and in the quarters. They can avoid Brazil and they can you know, avoid yada, yada, yada. But in order to do that, they would have had to do something very careful and clever. And in the end, they have finished second in their group, but they had to. They lost to Japan and, and Germany beating Costa Rica didn't did manage to, to make any difference. Uh, so it's like a walking of a very risky tightrope in order to get the result that you want when you could have just tried harder and, and got a, a, an easier way. Just play Kawhi and Paul George a little bit more and you might actually not have to worry so much about it. 
I can't remember what the pod- That's my extended metaphor and my way of bringing in that fucking stupid World Cup. <laughs> the, the thing that I heard on a pod this week, though, is the Clippers don't know what's going on with Kawhi. Like, he just does his own shit. And, yeah. And it's like, are you going to play this week? Eh, no. And they go, oh, okay, well, you know, give us a call when you're ready to play. It's almost like a But he was like that in – I think he was like that in um, – Toronto and Toronto was so glad to have him. Yeah, they just and, let it ride, and, and so they just said whatever you want, bro, boss. And they were so so, they were so keen to try and make him come back. Yeah, they sort of let it ride, and also because I think they had enough confidence that whatever was left in the tank of 2019 Kawhi was going to be enough. Yeah. 2022 Kawhi post uh, that other that additional knee surgery he had, it's a slightly different prospect. And I, you wonder if Bulma has has buyer's remorse. You wonder whether Bulma might be. Because he does not look like the kind of man who could sort of sit quietly and calmly while this carries on. Yeah. I don't think... Given that he he looks like somebody shaved down the cocaine bear from that movie trailer and put him in charge of a basketball team. <laughs> that is... That is... If people haven't seen that trailer, you, you go and watch that trailer and then go and watch some Steve Ball on the sideline cl- uh, Clippers yeah. games and tell me that that we're is not, not just We're the not perfect- alleging anything. We're not alleging anything. Certainly not stating it completely outright <laughs> that the nose beers are impo- are important nutritional uh, constituent of, of, his, of his daily uh, intake. But um, he's just an excitable fella. <laughs> Look, he might he might be the least cunty member of the, of the Microsoft Brains Trust, given you know Bill Gates and Paul Allen and <laughs> what they historically got up to. Um, Most of what Paul Allen got up to was kind of been shown by extension by what Jody Allen got up to. So. Shall we briefly talk the World Cup? Are you are you even a little bit interested in Australia being in the in the round of sixteen? Look, like I said last week, I've actually I went all out and I watched the ten minute highlights. Um, the three minute highlights hadn't had weren't on, on the website yet, so I was glad to see it, um, and I was impressed that they did it with a win. Um, Will we get and pumped? Of this, this World Cup being fucking stupid, they needed to do it with a win because Tunisia. Uh, beat France because the French couldn't be asked. It's funny these the, the non-European World Cups always produce like weirdness, or maybe it's the other way around. It's the European-based World Cups that that are more predictable because the European teams um, perform better. Even in even if you count Russia as a European World Cup, the final four were all European. Yeah, Germany two thousand and six, the final four were all, were all European. Um, but if you take uh, and we were kind of talking about this on Twitter, if you take the European teams out of their comfort zone, and as you pointed out. Into fucking thirty nine degree weather, stifling humidity, and and um, partisan crowds that that aren't cheering. They're cheering for all the African and the Arabic teams. Um, you, you see what what Spain and what Germany did, and what um, you know the Belgians farted out. The third final attempt at their golden generation farted out as well. Look, I absolutely love chaos, and I just I think it would be hilarious if two random teams rocked up in the World Cup final rather than, you know, whatever FIFA wanted, which is probably, I don't know, what would they want? France, Spain? Is that the... Nah, Brazil. Brazil, Brazil, France would be the the ideal final? I'm not sure whether they end up on the same side of the draw. I'd have to map it out. Yeah. You know, uh, Brazil will probably make it because this feels a lot like the O2 World Cup, which is the the Korea-Japan one where... All of the, a lot of the big teams shat the bed in the early rounds and, 
uh, Italy and Spain both ran into dodgy refereeing, and, and the Koreans made the final four, and the Turks, and in the end, it was a Brazil Germany final, which which is the most normy sounding World Cup final imaginable. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, there'll, there'll be enough normy teams left at the end that they'll make it through. Obviously, Argentina won't make it through because they're going to get beaten four 0 by Australia. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, four one in 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 honor of Charlie Yankos in the early nineties. Shall we shall we talk about one of the most bonkers cricket games going on in recent times, where England scored six hundred and fifty seven runs, five hundred in a day, and it's and we were complaining the Perth Test was on a road. Well, it'll be really interesting to see what Pakistan do, right? Like they're obviously well. Somebody pointed out that that um. Uh, like Australia on, I don't know if it was that deck, but it was one of the Pakistan decks. decks uh, they uh, they were bowling four down at for seven hundred and twenty eight or something. Yeah. So okay. um, there are runs in those those Pakistan pitches, and and to his credit, Baz McCollum and the, and the England's brains test have figured out. Okay, these decks have no have no alarming qualities to them. We should just attack the fuck out of this because we won't be able to play golf on the on the fourth day. <laughs> Well, because it, the, I guess the problem with those with test matches on decks like that is that they take they're so slow that they're automatically going to be draws. So if you get if you win the toss and you get to bat first, you might as well use whatever whatever run score induces in that pitch straight up. Yeah. So you go out there and you score as fast as you can, so that even if if the opposition bats twice by the end of it, the, the pitch will be turning square and you will be able to get them out. Yeah, I'd. Like, I guess Australia's just, you know, they're going to be 200, 300 runs ahead. Although, and they probably won't force the follow-on because apparently, you know, that's the, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, by saying that, I immediately sound like the sort of person who would bring a Justice for Justin Langer <laughs> banner to the cricket, Actually. like some sort of fucking moron, um, and, and get up, really upset about mancads. But I do I do wonder whether the, the Australian sort of antipathy towards enforcing the follow-on is how much it, it, it's sort of couched in the idea of it being about workload. But in reality, they're just fucking scared. It's because every time they enforce the follow-on, they shit the bed. They're it, the only country in the world who shits the bed when they enforce the follow-on. It, it is funny how Channel 7 have basically gone to Langer. We need to uh, reframe. Like, I know you're on this PR tour to, to, you know, to make yourself look like the good guy, but you're working for us and our main product is those guys out in the middle not you, you might actually have to, you know, make them look like the good guys again. <laughs> because the, the you know, the, the performative hugs and then the, you know, the, the quotes about, oh, these guys are all my little brothers, I, you know, I love them and, and I'd never say anything yeah. bad about them was just fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, I, I'm blessedly, um, a, a, I don't have to listen to any of the Channel 7 coverage because we get the Fox call yeah. over here, which... Isn't too bad anymore. I mean, it's got Mark War on it, um, but you know, there's only one of him. Um, and it's got Kerry O'Keefe's laugh, but you know, I think that's fine. But the bring-ins for this year, uh, apart from Isagua, who's always good, and Adam and I talked a bit about this. Uh, they also got um, Ian Smith okay. because Sky New Zealand lost the cricket. Um, so they got to give him something to do. To Spark Sport, who's this, the basically like it would be like Telstra having their own sports channel. And as a result, because Ian Smith is contracted to Sky Sport in New Zealand, because he's also a sideline commentator for rugby, 
Um, he's just decided to go freelance rather than join up with Sparksball for the cricket. So, um, yeah, so yeah, there's, he's a pretty decent, he's a pretty grumpy old bugger, but he's a pretty decent commentator, Ian Smith. So that I, is, that's certainly an improvement. I always liked the neutral, you know, like that's one of the reasons I like Peter Roebuck, right? Because he didn't give, you know, he'd criticise or praise whatever the fuck he wanted. Like he had no allegiance, probably not even really to England anymore because he lived in Australia. Um yeah, I, I like those guys that are... Wasn't he a South African, or am I confused? I think was he, he was a South, South African that Africa. played for England, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure, because he's well, one of those... He, uh, he, he I, might... thought, I thought he was English when he spent a lot of time in South Africa, because that was where... Wasn't that where he met his end? Yeah. Was, yeah, was it something school, to do with, with improprieties that were being accused of with a with a mentoring situation he was... He was um, it was it, he was an English cricketer, so there you go. Yeah. But there is, a, you know, there's a certain kind of Englishman who's, who spends a lot of time in the colonies. Um, I suppose Chris Froome wasn't like that because the, the cyclist, because he was actually born in Kenya to, a, to English parents, uh, and then he went went to England from there. So, but there is, yeah, um, yeah. There you go. Played for England. I, I wasn't sure whether he played for England or he was just like a really good county cr- cricketer. You no, know? I, I thought he was like, you know, good, yeah, you know, bit like a Mark Nicholas. Yeah. You know, uh, someone who, didn't do, but I suspect they were in in the kind of time he was playing for England. They're probably going through a lot of England cricketers. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a time of because because there's a ma- at the best of times there's a massive churn. Every time you see an England batting lineup, you see somebody who you've never heard of. Like who the fuck is Brooke? Yeah, I saw him in the batting line. I'm like, Brooke, okay. I don't know I, who the fuck that is. I did like There's a that. whole bunch of retreats who were shit the last time they played um, Australia in Australia, but for some reason they're, they're now scoring hundreds in rural Pindy. I did like the picture of the four, um, you know, the four cent- century makers and it looked like, you know, like a private school boarding crew, you know, the the, the little yeah. first formers and then, the you know, the big seniors that are about to graduate. Uh, English cricket, always funny, even when they're good. Um, Did result of generations of inbreeding and, pr- and private school nonsense. So that's that's why they that's why they are who they are. So uh, New Zealand has an f- extremely weird uh, cricketing summer. Well, it has extremely weird summer coming up because it keeps pissing rain. Thank you, La Nina. But um, it's ha- India came over and played three three two twenties and three one days, most of which were, were rained out. And then there's no international cricket in New Zealand apart from the, the Black Ferns. Until February, because <laughs> New Zealand still owe Pakistan a series from the time that they bailed on them about 18 months ago, just before the test. No, it was last year, because Australia actually went and played that, their series. New Zealand was supposed to play a series before that, but there was a big a big security threat just before the first test was supposed to start, and they bailed. So, but, but, uh, and so, so they owe Pakistan a series, so they're having, going, having to go back and play like the usual sort of Christmas Boxing Day stuff. In Pakistan. Oh, right. So basically had to shoot a hole through their own own summer because they, they owed it to Pakistan. Yeah, right. Um, I'm off to off to coach some touch football this weekend, so that's about the focus of my sporting endeavours for the weekend. International or, or franchise? Uh, it's, it's international, but it's like a, a, they call it all nations, and it's a sort of... A, a loose international thing, you know, like if you've ever flown through Manila Airport, you could probably get a run for the Philippines. Uh, Scotland playing this tournament has probably not that many Glaswegian accents in the Scottish team, I'm guessing. 
Just um, people whose names start with Mick. There's, there's a lot. It's it's a weird tournament because there's a lot of very serious cultural elements, and then uh, not much. A lot of drinking. No, no, no drinking. But a, a lot of a lot of you know husbands and wives of or you know loose associations to get enough people to pl- you know so that you. But they play right down to under twelves, I think under twelves and up to forties mixed, which is where I'll be running around. Um, but are you playing? I thought you were. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm coaching, but filling in because forties is you know traditionally a high attrition, high attrition um, <laughs> calves. <laughs> yeah, so it's sort of like, do do you want to sign up? And you know, you can you can you can fill in in the later rounds when when we're down to you, to three you, middles. You might be player manager. You might be needing to be like Wally Lewis circa 1991 at the Gold Coast fucking Seagulls. So we'll we'll see how I go. All right, Doc, should we come back and talk some tunes? We should do that. This was Bulls Podcast. I was Doc. He was Bezo. We'll catch you again next week. See ya. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs>